0: After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe
1: I ate that whole thing. Wine. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this.
0: Sales are at an all-time low, but kissing isn't at an all-time high.
3: I want answers.
2: My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. Kissing is at an all-time high, huh? <laughs> I know, right? You chose that uh, tape today. Are you um, flirting with me?
3: Yes, yeah, so that's how I flirt, through tape clips. What? <laughs>
2: that is kind of how I flirt these days. Um, how uh, how how's, how's about you tell me what's going on on the show today? <laughs> sure. Because clearly, <laughs> talking problems I have.
3: <laughs> um, I got thinking about, you know, I'm always interested in commercials that are based around a particular setting or a premise where advertisers just think it's a funny premise right mm. like it sort of almost doesn't matter what the product is just like this is a premise and boardrooms are one of those premises mm-hmm. right like how many commercials have we seen where there's a big boardroom and there's like um either some hijinks in the boardroom or there's like a you know some boss is like droning on droning on or hollering at people mm-hmm. wanting to know. a lot of these ads have a, a boss man and i We'll say it's almost always a boss man, um, saying like, "People, we have to solve a, we have to solve mm. this problem. We have to cut costs or find some money." And it's like, I actually don't think that's typically. How, how often is the how answer that? to that
2: FedEx? I feel sometimes like sometimes FedEx, it's FedEx used this a yeah, lot. it's
3: often FedEx did it. It's often often the answer is like. This product, some of them to a hilarious extent, where it's like, what do you even do where that would be the answer to your your problem? But we're gonna look at boardrooms and um, the various comedic premises that are uh, that are happening in the boardrooms of corporate America. <laughs>
2: Um, We'll also uh, bring you a commercial from 1995. It's actually a Disney Channel promo. I said we were going to talk about this last show, but we ran out of time. I'm really excited to tell you about this promo for a movie called The Story Lady and the (laughs) Ironies Within. And, of course, we'll check in with the Ad Council. We still have people calling the voicemail line and leaving us suggestions or pitches for the Geico We Have a Blank Problem campaign. Got a couple more of those, and uh, a return to form with some jingles. I'm we got so some happy about these jingles. Burning up the voicemail line with some uh, some some jingles, and I was trying to think of something that rhymes with jingles. <laughs> Let's get into the boardroom. You Can I say something off topic right here? Yeah. Two cats. There are cats. Yeah. So it's okay, but two cats just came into the studio.
3: Both alike in dignity.
2: Both of them are a little bit hungry. And that they neither
3: of them have any dignity.
2: Right. They're both a little bit hungry, which means they're kind of like a little anxious right now. It's yeah. getting here their dinner time and they're kind of jumping around. Here's my point. Well, in one of them, our younger cat is kind of chasing around our older cat, so she's kind of like up here in our business. One of these cats smells like they just went to the bathroom, and I'm finding it very distracting.
3: Oh, so I'm not noticing Somebody's
2: it. brought some stench into this room, and I am going to exclude the humans from my <laughs> it hypothesis. not me. I
3: think it's one of these cats. <laughs> I think it's a cat.
2: I think it's one of these cats. Anyway. You guys are stinky. That would never happen in a boardroom, um, or would it, Genevieve? Well, you there, tell are, me. there
3: are some crazy hijinks in these boardrooms. Let's start with Haribo, uh, the gummy bear and oh yeah, and gummy gummy sweets uh, company because they have done. I mean, they've done a, a whole campaign around a boor- around boardrooms, and their their ads, if you'll recall, and I'm sure we've talked about them in some other context here, is that they have children voicing. Yeah, uh, they're talking about gummy uh, bears or gummy candies from Haribo. And then they put adults in a place in a very, usually, usually a boardroom, but sometimes other like kind of adult settings. And they, they vo- they lip sync to the children's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, little cute descriptions of these little candies and they act like kids. They kind of like they they play with the candies and like they really embody the the spirit of what the kids are saying about the candies. So, so there.
2: So we see adults, but they have childlike voices yes. and they're acting childish.
3: Right. But they're dressed like very you know, business like mm-hmm. they're in this, you know, pretty corporate looking uh, conference room or boardroom. And so the, the juxtaposition or the the contrast is pretty funny. So again, you're just gonna hear children talking about gummy gummy bears, uh, which is itself pretty cute, but it adds to the, the joke when you see the adults uh, kind of manifesting it.
2: Can I tell you that seeing a bag of gummy bears, whether it's at the grocery store or a convenience store, that type of situation, it's one of the hardest things for me to pass up Really? buying. Now, I, I don't usually buy it. I think a couple of times last summer I indulged. Um,
3: yeah, until you handed me a jar oh, of gummy right. bears, and then I just polished I them a, off. I
2: filled a jar up, like a mason jar, <laughs> yes. and I would have a couple a day or whatever. And then I was like, here, you want some? And I set it on the table. <laughs> do I want and some? And then I came sure. back into the living room later, and I had an empty jar, which was nice because I could do other things with the jar, I guess. Um, but there's something that is so appealing to me about the bright colors, the yeah. trans lucent nature they almost appeal to like they almost make you thirsty for them in a certain way i don't know if that really makes sense because they're like a food but yeah. yeah like they i crave them so much when i see them if i don't see them i'm not thinking about them you know but yeah. anyway um all right so we, we've set this up it's important that the listeners maintain this juxtaposition in their head we need you to picture adults in a nice looks like yeah, kind get
3: of, into a meditative state
2: it looks like Imagine these folks some adults. are up in a boardroom that is like glass on at least two sides. It's like a corner office boardroom. It's very well lit.
3: And I'll, I'll add to that yeah. in contrast to many of the ads we're going to talk about today, this is a really diverse boardroom. It's um, people of different uh, genders, races, mm-hmm. ages. It's not it's it's actually sort of interesting, I think, to think about how boardrooms are presented over through time and commercials, because mm-hmm. For a long time, like an embarrassingly long time, the only people who could be plausibly placed in a boardroom uh, or sometimes even an office, a corporate office, were white men.
0: Let's talk about Haribo Goldbears. Aloha. I can't stop eating this orange one. The red one is more gooder to me because it tastes like berries. It has this juicy flavor to it. They're really squishy. My band, I like doing cartwheels and backflips and stuff. And then they're going to fly it into my mouth.
2: <laughs> That's super cute. You really get the impression that they ask kids to kind of like riff. I don't know yeah. if you use that word with children. Um, and then, I think
3: L.A. kids you can. And
2: then they just overdub, the and the actors really get in to yeah, it and they, it's and very they,
3: fun the way they they lean into these these playfulness of the of the descriptions that they're uh that they're getting
2: do i know i'm pausing on a frame of this um we see a white man with kind of reddish brown hair and beard and i'm gonna put him in his 30s do i know him from somewhere or does he just remind me of our friend colin
3: i think he looks. i was gonna say he looks like um uh, Ryan uh, Reynolds uh, who also Ryan, looks like Ryan, our friend Colin. Ryan reynolds yeah. um, So I think he just kind of looks like that. I don't think it's actually somebody famous.
2: Let me ask you another question. The is... guy
3: next to him might be... Um, that's not Ted from Patriot, is it? I don't think... Think no, he's too so. young. There. In, yeah, because this is a pretty old commercial. Yeah, huh? and, and I, I was looking at a weird picture of him when he, when he shifted you know, his. moving it around. When yeah. he shifted the frame, he was obviously not him.
2: Now, uh, we actually have a lot to get through today, so I shouldn't hold us up. Yeah, on we the can't, first we can't rat hole
3: on every actor we see. But
2: I need to rat hole on the product for a moment. Okay. Um, they talk about this in the commercial we just heard, and I'm seeing a suggested YouTube video on the right hand column here. What's the best gummy bear? Yeah, I don't know. If, I, I guess they're talking there about brands i want to talk about flavors what is your favorite gummy bear flavor
3: oh um i don't really have one. Oh, really yeah
2: oh there is one that is sort of um white or clear yeah translucent, kind of, i guess
3: that is a pineapple and i feel
2: like it might be pineapple yeah, and pretty for good. me you land on one of those i mean that's the that's what you're do that's what you're in it for
3: okay yeah
2: for me that's like the pumpernickel chip <laughs> of, of gummy bears. Um, all right, that really sounds unappealing. You should doesn't get
3: it? like an oops all pineapples one.
2: Oops all pineapples. But the thing is, like, I don't get the bags of just pumpernickel chips because, like, the whole beauty of it is it's mixed up. When you land on the one, like the okay, you know what? Let's rat hole a little bit further, shall we? Sure. As you know, I bought a like what they call, I guess, a bar mix. Yeah. It was like pretzels and peanuts and, and little sesame sticks. Yes. Which
3: I don't even know, like who would ever voluntarily buy a mix with sesame sticks in them
2: okay well we're coming at this from exact opposite yeah I think it's so weird because I was about to say specifically to me you buy it for the sesame sticks so, now I was in so the weird. natural food store when I bought that I could have just bought a bag of sesame sticks but I was like no just mainlining sesame sticks is not good having them as part of the mix is good if you have to like just get through some some generic pretzels but every now and then a sesame stick hits your tongue like that's heaven <laughs>
3: that's special okay. but you don't like those huh um, not really Huh. Weird. To me, okay. it's like the Brazil nut of the Oof. of the trail mix.
2: Yeah, no Brazil nuts. I've been known to toss those out my car window when <laughs> there are no other cars around. I don't want to break anybody's windshield. That's but, why we man. have all those
3: Brazil nut trees scattered <sighs> around Seattle. I don't
2: I mean, I know you've heard me say this a million times, uh, I think mostly off-air, but like for me, like the perfect proof that god doesn't exist is that brazil nuts exist and i don't think that <laughs> unless it's like a totally vengeful god i don't understand wh- who would put brazil nuts into the universe yeah
3: it's like why you know but it's like why do good things why do good things yeah, happen to no, bad people
2: exactly right. you know? <laughs> why do why do bad brazil nuts happen to good drivers
3: i'm more interested you know the you I i deliberately reverse that of course people say why do bad things happen to good people but i think it's equally uh, dispositive that uh, bad things happen to good people, or that good things happen to bad people to prove yeah. that there's no order to the universe. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Unless good things, unless it was all good to everyone at all times, maybe, but that's certainly not the
3: case. It is not.
2: Okay. Well, before we dip too far into <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> And until we really just devolve into two stoners in their freshman dorm rooms, right. what's up next?
3: Well, let's stay in the world of children uh, and adults, kind of in mix- mixing up the the roles of children and adults in a boardroom scenario. This is for IHOP, uh, the pancake restaurant, and we sh- we see a big uh, like skyscraper, but it's kind of cartoony looking. Not mm-hmm. not literally a cartoon, but sort of like. Um, kind of like a toy. Lo- it looks mm-hmm. like a toy. It says "I hop" on the top. And what they're doing is introducing a boardroom where they've hired a CEO, a child executive officer. And this is a mm-hmm. little girl. She is probably nine or ten years old. Um, I'm
2: already in love with her and I haven't watched curious. this. I'm just scrolling through it right now. She's wearing a little blazer. She's
3: very done up like a like a little grown up. <laughs> she's got she's her got hair got
2: in a bun. Hair
3: in a bun, pearls, a blazer, a blouse. So she's like in like little grown up clothes and she's walking up and down the uh, boardroom table while adults sit around the table and she's Mm. telling them what they need to be doing differently
2: okay I'm again just scrolling through this I'm already delighted it looks like she is truly a boss with a
1: capital B IHOP just hired a new CEO
0: listen up board people
1: a child executive officer
0: pancakes plus cereal
1: cereal pancakes cereal pancakes with Lucky Charms Captain Crunch and Cinnamon Toast Crunch and kids
0: eat free because we don't have any money (laughs) <laughs> and kids are free because they <laughs> oh, what about a pool filled with
1: cereal? Oh, what
0: about a pool filled with cereal? Genius! Now we see all these the business
3: people sitting in instead of at the boardroom the table, table. They're sitting in a, uh, a an indoor pool filled with cereal.
2: I know that I am not the target audience for this. That children are the target audience, yes. but my God, does this look
3: awful? Oh my God, the the food that they are showing us with the cereal, the colorful cereal bits, and. Colorful syrup that is opaque, that is like mm-hmm. uh, like a dessert. Colorful syrup, mm-hmm. bl- like brightly colored col- uh, syrup, poured over it is. It's upsetting.
2: And there's like an IHOP near our house. Yeah. And so you and I will sometimes go there on like a Saturday morning if we don't have anything else to do. It's not my proudest moment, but it's it's serviceable and yeah. it's walking distance and we'll go there. And have I
3: ever left? I will clean my plate every time. It's delicious. And
2: you know that I will. It's very rare that I get pancakes with breakfast. I don't choose it. But with at IHOP, everything comes with a side of pancakes. Yeah. And so you, you know that I am not too dignified to say to the serve, when they say do you need anything else as they set down our plates I'll say do you have any of the colored syrups because I don't know what to call them but like when I'm at a place like that I'm sort of like let's take advantage of the system here. You could try
3: other flavors of syrup. I
2: don't know exactly what I say but it's like I could go maple syrup that's good but I've experienced that a lot in my life and so for me on the rare occasion I do that if they have a boysenberry if they have a strawberry I will go for it Um, but even to me whatever this this looks like melted plastic as syrup on top of these pancakes. Yeah, it's not
3: properly syrup. It's more like uh, icing.
2: Yeah, this kid really does kill it, though. She's great. I think she's really great. And like you said, like, so, I mean, it's kind of funny because... The whole commercial is about how ridiculous kids' ideas would be, but here we're putting it into practice. Yeah. Then it it ends with the boardroom table becoming a big pool filled with cereal, and all of the other board members, the adults, are floating in this cereal. And it's like, well, they know that's a bad idea. I wonder how the pancakes did. I wonder if it was a big if it was a big success.
3: I don't know, man. They are. They look like something. They are truly cartoonish in their colorfulness. I mean, it but is, it's
2: the type of thing where if you have kids, they see looking, it and they're yeah. like, "I want that! I want that!" You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely not for us.
3: Yeah, I hope you, as a parent, are looking forward to that sugar crash.
2: That um, that kid, though, very winning.
3: So one more that involves children in a boardroom context, and this almost goes like the opposite direction. It's almost like the inverse of the Haribo commercial. This is for Shriners Hospital, and I don't know if you've ever seen a Shriners Hospital uh, commercial. They tend to be long, you know. They're they're PSAs essentially, mm-hmm. or like a you know they're a a solicitation for for donations. They're very uh, sort of uh, heart-rending and heartwarming, and you have uh, typically uh, children who have really been helped by the Shriners Hospital. Uh, kind of giving testimonials Including some who've done it so many times That like they're sort of familiar faces To oh. too many of us I Really? Think. God, yeah. This is all new to me Really? Well yeah. some of these kids look familiar to me But this is a really strange To me sort of turn on the Or, or take on, on how they use Their child spokespeople Because rather than just having Kind of an, an earnest straight to camera This is how the Shriners Helped me and my family they have done a little skit where they have a boardroom table that is uh attended by i don't know eight or nine children probably Mm -hmm. between the ages of like i don't know it's hard to tell exactly but let's say seven and ten at the head of the table is a little boy who he sounds very adult and he looks very adult he's styled in a very adult way but not in like I want to stress this it's not like the little girl in the ihop commercial where it's like a joke how he's Mm -hmm. styled he's not like wearing a little business suit or anything he's just like got a very adult presence and Mm -hmm. this is a kid that i have seen in so many shriner's ads and he's just like a pro he Mm -hmm. like he can just like do the pitch and seated to his uh left i think is another little boy who is in a wheelchair who's very small i think he might have a like dwarfism or something um, and this little boy also has been a, a heavy hitter as a pitcher for them. Okay. Um, so and then around the rest. of the, So I know those two kids are like legit got helped by Shriner's patients. Right. And then seated around the rest of the table are other kids who it's unclear to me if they are actors or are actually like kids who've been helped because. The head, the CEO. I'll call them the CEO kid. Mm-hmm. CEO kid is like, all right, kids, we guys, we got to come up with some ideas to promote Shriners. And then all these kids come up with like, sort of typically like fanciful ideas of how the how they could promote Shriners. And we see those ideas illustrated like in a little cartoony way. Okay,
2: so there's little fantasy segments yeah. that take us out of the boardroom as we hear about the ideas.
3: And then CEO kid says like, no, nah, it's not going to work. And then he turns to his uh, his his buddy on the left. and he gives like a super earnest pitch about how mm. important it is and how it, the trainers helps.
2: I think that the setting is pretty cute. Like you say it's like, um, it's almost like, it has less of a boardroom feel although it seems like a board meeting but it's like it seems more like an off-site sort of yeah. as we would say there's that like- <laughs> it sort of seems like they're in a conference room a lot of ideation that's rental and there's ideation but it's, the but it's like it's like so there's like uh, pie charts and and, and gra- uh, let's see line graphs and some other kind of charts but they're all clearly made by children because they're made with markers and crayons or whatever. I would beg to
3: differ because I've been to a lot of ideation sessions <laughs> with a real live adults and their shit looks just as Well childish. this is
2: definitely supposed to be yes. childish certainly it's very like colorful markers and, and markers and crayons, crayons and, and stuff on the table yeah okay and uh, it says top secret meeting in the boardroom
3: i've asked you all here today because we need some out of the box
0: ideas to help raise support for this very special place that we all love so much Shriners, hospitals for children. They've changed my life, and I know they've changed yours, too. So what have you got? How about a lemonade stand with 19 lemons? And we say, don't be a sourpuss. Call today. That's an idea.
2: So lemonade stand with 19 lemons. Yeah, there's
3: something about 19. I think it's like maybe it's 19. I don't know. Oh, okay, no, I that's think gonna come back. It, yeah. I thought they were just
2: throwing it in there randomly, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But
3: I'm
0: pretty sure people would love this adorable blanket as a thank you over lemons. Any other ideas? Ooh, ooh, how about 19 kittens? Please go online and donate meow. Doesn't love kittens, and Carson and I could fly over them like superheroes, and then space dinosaurs with jetpacks fly in.
2: And okay, so the girl starts with a kitten-related pitch, right? Yeah.
3: And I think the nineteen is that they want people to donate nineteen dollars a month. For oh, I see. Whatever reason.
2: Okay, um, and then all the kids start jumping into her cat fantasy, and now there are space dinosaurs, and the kid, one of the kids, has a cape and he's flying around like Superman.
0: Say Call now before we go extinct. (laughs) Those are all
2: great
1: ideas, but we're missing something. You know, the heart of it all. Caleb, what do you think?
0: I love Schreiner's hospitals and the doctors and nurses. I just wish everyone knew their small monthly gifts changed my life and the lives of all the other children they help every day. Without their monthly support, None of this will be possible. I just think we should say thank you. And we love you. Wow. That's. that's right on, Caleb. When you call or go to LoveShriners.org right now, you'll be helping kids like us continue to get the amazing care only Shriners hospitals for children can provide.
3: These on going.
2: And a blanket, though, right? I feel I like think the, you blanket also, was you the
3: blanket works. You get the blanket. Yeah. Leshriners. I love. I mean, of course, I don't want to like dunk on these yeah, kids.
2: Yeah, Genevieve, yes, please go hard. No, I'm, no, I'm, no I'm not no, as dunking a on these
3: kids. I just think like as a <laughs> some production choices, this was kind of kind of bananas because they really just like they want these two boys, uh the the two main characters, basically, who I believe are like legitimately. Uh, associated with Shriners. The other kids I'm pretty sure are just actors. You think so? Yeah. I really They because... g- they go out of their way. I think they're they're pretty careful not to imply that any of those kids actually benefited from I Shriners. I disagreed
2: near the beginning he says and we I mean I thought he even had a line specifically like we've all been uh, and you well, have too or something. And the little girl has I don't know what it is uh, but she has something going on with her arm. I think uh, it's just
3: like a little tattoo. You uh, thought it was just
2: a sleeve. I thought it was not, in terms not like of a, a brace. real tattoo. No, you like thought it was one of those fake tattoos. Tattoo I think sleeve. it's a brace of some sort. Uh, maybe or right. Something.
3: Anyway, point being, particularly the two main act main uh, performers, like they're they're so adult in their presentation, and clearly they've been they've been given the guidance to like deliver these lines in a way that's very like adult seeming. Mm-hmm. And I just think it like it just gives me like a like a sense of. Uh, sort of cognitive dissonance. Somehow. It's weirdly uncanny. It's a little uncanny. It's, yeah. So is exactly. the Haribo
2: one, but it's not. It's. But this isn't being played Haribo, for laughs. Yeah. Really. Exactly. Yeah. and Haribo is going for something different. Yeah.
3: All right. Let's stop talking about kids and boardrooms. Let's talk about cows and boardrooms. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, from kids to cows. This is an, actually a, this is a, one of my favorites. This is for Chick Fil A, um, and you'll recall that for years, uh, if they're not still doing it. Um, Chick-fil-A had this kind of campaign based around cows that were telling people to eat more chicken out of self-interest. It's
2: very dark. I used to see the billboards yes. all the time. I don't remember seeing it in action on television.
3: Well, this is one where it's in action. We start in a boardroom um, for a company called Circus Burger, which is clearly like a burger, uh, a, some generic burger chain.
2: That's, you know, Ronald McDonald, clowns. They're going yeah. after McDonald's. Right,
3: exactly. Um, And so the that we're in this boardroom and the ceo or the boss is asking um like who's been messing with their strategy
1: someone here at circus burger has been talking to the press telling them that chicken is better than burgers and i want to know who it is is it you bill no sir diane wasn't me i know it wasn't steve he just started you're doing a great job here steve
3: steve is fully a cow wearing a a head of a wig of human hair. Yeah, these
2: are all just regular adults in here, and then suddenly we see a uh, full size cow, <laughs> not somebody dressed up like a cow. It's it like a legitimate a cow, legitimate cow, <laughs> wearing wearing a,
3: wearing a business suit, a, a
2: suit, a tie, little glasses <laughs> on the end of its nose, nowhere <laughs> near its eyes, and a wig. And, and and this is the one. The boss says, "Well, we know it wasn't the cow, and he's been doing a
1: great job." It was Steve. He just started. You're doing a great job here, Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on pointing fingers, but it was definitely Bill.
0: Whoa. It could literally be any one of us. Somebody did it, and I'm going to find out who. And then
3: Steve, the cow, hits the, a little button on the slide projector, and it just throws up that eat more chicken slogan.
2: Yeah, we see a hoof come into the screen, but I'm unclear as a viewer right now where we've stopped it to whether or not anybody has seen the cow No, nobody turn saw this Steve on. do okay, it. Okay, let's turn this on. Somebody did it, and I'm
1: going to find out who. Mm. What is going on here? <laughs> Interesting.
2: I think I it's really, the cow. I really enjoy that yeah, one. Yeah, that's fun. I, like it's, that. uh, I think I, I butchered maybe a little bit of the visual translation on that one. But yeah, that's a fun commercial.
3: I like it better, honestly, than the current uh, campaign that Chick-fil-A is doing, where they just have a, a couch in the middle of a white, yeah, sp- a boundless void. And they have a, a, usually a customer and a Chick-fil-A employee reminiscing about some time that the... Chick Fil A employee like did some did a solid for somebody in the community. Yeah, like, because
2: they have that reputation for being having like really good service yeah. and really like compassionate. Um, employees and it's you know part of the training and everything. Unless you're so gay or like, want
3: an abortion, so they're, they're super compassionate. Well,
2: I mean, the funny thing is now conservatives are <laughs> like the Chick Fil A people must be like, we can't catch a break, or they're just like, boy, we really catch a break because people keep protesting us and our name just continues to get yeah. out there. But like,
3: <laughs> and it helps that we make delicious chicken, and
2: they make delicious chicken, as they said that. on
3: the Good Place. <laughs> There's a restaurant where if you eat there, it means you hate gay people, <laughs> and it's delicious.
2: <laughs> but I thought that they stopped donating they did. to they, the causes. The Kathy
3: family is still the majority shareholder, but they are they have less day to day control over. It. I think maybe um, the founder is no longer the CEO or chair of the board. Maybe I forget the ins and outs, but they've dialed down their overt, uh, like support or like charitable giving to these terrible causes mm-hmm. they still are bad i mean like they still probably have bad beliefs um and i still think you should offset any purchases that you uh, sp- any purchases that you make there with a donation to a worthy cause but um they're less like it's less bad than it used to be mm-hmm.
2: all right what do we have next it looks like geico
3: Oh, this is another person who uh, who should be canceled. There's a lot of people who who are like canceled or or quasi canceled in this show. Well, that's what yeah, that's what I keep telling you because you can't say anything. You can't say anything. You can't you can't do one tiny insurrection. The
2: only reason I haven't been canceled is because I don't have any public platforms. I well, never talk.
3: Well, I think you'll recognize this face. Uh, we start out on the open road. This is for Geico motorcycle insurance. And we've got a guy, uh, like happily riding his motorcycle and singing to himself.
2: Mm-hmm. I remember. I think I remember this setup, but I can't remember where it goes. The guy on the bike is not the problematic person in this commercial. I take it. No, it sure is. It is.
1: You're just
3: fantasizing. Now we see he's really just fantasizing. <laughs> oh my God, it's our boy it's from Mr. Jay Show. Johnston.
2: Uh, AKA it's Jan-
3: Mr. January 6th. Mr.
2: January 6th. So, okay, so Jay Johnston is um, driving his motorcycle or at least having a fantasy about driving his motorcycle through a bunch of like, you know, roads and switchbacks across a mountain. And now suddenly we switch and he's inside of a boardroom.
0: Fun to work <laughs>
2: Barb, you left me hanging on the High Harmony there. (laughs) If you ride, you get it. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or
3: more. I think he's getting a lot of calls from Geico these days? Yeah,
2: probably not. I don't think he's getting a lot of calls at all. Have they replaced him on Bob's Burgers, or do they just get... Do they just like not because he um, plays Jimmy Pesto, the guy who runs the competing yeah. restaurant across the street, which is an Italian joint, a pizza place. That's a
3: good question. I don't know how they handled that.
2: I don't think they're using him. No, anymore. I'm sure they're I know not they know the, as anymore. soon as that came out. So, yeah, if you don't know the backstory on that, like in the um, kind of aftermath of the of the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Um, you know you would see a lot of like there were a lot like the FBI was saying like do you know this person they were putting like faces out there on social media trying to identify some of the perpetrators but then one of them that was going around was clearly Jay Johnston who again I know Semi- from Mr show comedian. yeah I
3: mean he was in Mr show uh and but and, and he worked quite consistently in the years since he had a bit part on arrested development I mean he had he has one yeah, of those yeah. faces kind of a square jaw uh kind of a kind of a Big square head, square jaw that makes him very, like, very typical of certain kinds of authority figures. Like, he's often tapped to play, or he was often tapped to play, like, cops or businessmen or Mm -hmm. people like that.
2: Or mountain climbers who kept crashing back into a wall full of thimbles.
3: That's a good one, yeah. Um, And so it was just so weird, you know, to see this person who is associated with a bunch of people and projects that we love and find out that, like, he's a garbage person and yeah, I remember
2: Tim Heidecker being yeah. like, yes, this is him. You know, I don't have much to say about it, but I'm looking at these photos and yes, this is my buddy or this, you know, is the guy that I used to work with or yeah. whatever he wasn't endorsing him or covering up. Oh, that's interesting. Um, you know... The reason, the reason why I thought it was a different problematic person is this next commercial yeah. for Motorola really, has I a really... different, and I saw the still screen of this, I thought it was the other commercial. This is uh, one with T.J. Miller yes. of, um, of 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 uh, Silicon Valley, yeah. who acted, uh, his thing was he, he acted very inappropriately towards women. Were there?
3: He was accused of rape.
2: He was accused of assault. Of assault. Oh, see, yeah. I didn't know. Okay, yeah, I, I can remember think the details he's been, of that. he's
3: been credibly accused, uh, and I'm not Saying one way or the other about the allegation of assault, although he denies it. But he has, I think, unmistakably or unquestionably created kind of a hostile work environment. On, Silicon Valley, on the Silicon Valley side. Yeah,
2: I remember that Silicon Valley, the TV show, tried to address the fact that um, there's not a lot of diversity in Silicon Valley, not a lot of women get the same opportunities as uh, white men in Silicon Valley, but then up, all these up story They
3: recreating in a microcosm of the very And then, then the they end up issues. recreating yeah. that
2: issue. Um, uh, so anyway, I remember this campaign. You got T.J. Miller, and he's laying in the middle of the boardroom table, right, while yes. people are having a meeting all around him.
3: Yeah, and I'll say this: like, you know, I, I he does. He seems like a b- pretty bad person. I think as a performer, I like I've enjoyed a lot of his performances. You know, it's not doesn't justify any bad behavior. It's just something that's true. Um, but so I remember this ad. This is for Motorola. Uh, as I think you said, and he's, he's lying on the table, but what he is, is the purse is a guy at, who's sitting at the table. He represents his phone.
2: Yeah. He represents us almost like mayhem represents kind various of, yeah. things in those commercials. So, so,
3: so everything you're hearing him say is things that he, that, that this information, this person is getting from his phone.
2: Yeah. Kind of personifying the cell phone
0: okay thanks for gathering the latest sales numbers are in and some of you
3: will have received an invitation from my
0: office to sit down individually and discuss the next steps if you follow the roadmap the management hey, has set. did before. i
2: get that invite I really do what like did i get that invite i don't know okay so this is the um this is not the phone asking for the invite this is the uh one of the the people at the meeting the asking guy whose phone, phone it is right.
3: he's this is alan alan is asking his smartphone did i get that invite because it sounds like pretty important flip
0: me over Wait. This year's it rolls over TJ Miller. All uh, right. I still don't know. Touch me. <laughs> I expect <us> to <laughs> every fall time. Fall. You got a text message. Now he's like he's like
3: jerking he, around on the table he, because he's, he's getting text messages.
0: Whoa, you are blowing up. We have a real opportunity. They're all from your wife. You need to pick up your ointment on the way home. Okay. For the rash. She says it's hot, contagious. What does that mean? Let's be autocorrect. It's hot, contagious. That sounds like it's more
1: contagious. So he's dragged, finally, he
3: drags TJ Miller physically off the table and throws him under the table so that he will stop uh, bothering everybody with all of his buzzing and chirping. And
2: so let's get to the pitch here.
0: Don't put me down here. Moto X
2: is ready when you are
0: giving you the updates you need at a glance without burning through your battery. Somebody liked your status. I don't know why. You didn't say you're bored at a board meeting. That's dumb.
2: <laughs> at the end he said somebody liked your status and then he kisses him on the face and says you said you're bored at a board meeting. Um that one was a little bit hard to describe, but I think we've talked about it before. Oh, yeah, I think, know, I, think a bu- I think it's pretty I think it's pretty good performance.
3: Yeah, I like it. Um it just, you know, as an ad. Um this next one is for uh, something called Land-O-Frost Meats, uh, which I had never heard of.
2: Yeah, because I like my meats frosty.
3: I love my meats to be so frosty. Mm-hmm. And it's a little... Com-
2: this bologna is good, but could you frost it up a little <laughs> bit?
3: So, for some reason, and I, I there, there's a whole series of ads that are around this premise. We have uh, all the ingredients of a sandwich, a bread, an onion, a tomato, a cheese, and... Um, but seemingly no meat, even though this is a boardroom at Lando Frost, which is a meat company. And all of it, so it's people in like giant costumes, right? Yeah, like they're a, like
2: very rudimentary, sort of a mascotty kind like of thing. Like a mascot costume. costume. I'm, a, I'm a
3: slice of bread. I'm a slice of cheese. They're sitting, all these sandwich ingredients are sitting around a table discussing Lando Frost meats. Welcome.
0: Today's discussion will be around sliced meat.
3: Mom's what healthy? and affordable. Land of Frost premium. It's the only protein I've really melted with.
0: <laughs> Let's
3: romaine. calm. That's lettuce. What about byproducts? No. The Land of Frost quality. Très magnifique.
2: French mustard. <laughs>
3: no added hormones either, which moms love. Hey, sorry I'm late. Mayo. i spread a little thin. <laughs>
1: Land of Frost They all
3: roll their room. eyes. So uh, even it though, was
2: Mayo who said sorry I'm late, I was so the sandwich a ingredients
3: thin. are the boss of meat, I think is a weird premise. <sighs> it's interesting. I was trying to figure out like, is it because you don't
2: want to portray the food that you're yeah. going to eat.
3: But you're gonna eat all the other foods. You're gonna eat
2: all the other foods. That but is I'll, strange. I like their outfits. I like their costumes, I should say. Yeah. It's I, fun, it's, it's frivolous.
3: It's fun, but it feels a little ill ill thought out.
2: Yeah, why does the meat not get a the meat not get a seat at the table literally (laughs) I'm trying to figure that out
3: the meat needs a seat at the table
2: well maybe because having all the ingredients talk about how good the meat is maybe it would be gauche if the meat was saying it about itself
3: well there's another one where bologna calls into the meeting (laughs) and then they mute it this is true say less
2: (laughs) 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 I, uh, just the idea—we uh, got—we we got baloney on the line. All right, uh, you got IBM here. That seems—that seems ripe. Do, does IBM ever make commercials that aren't in a boardroom? I
3: know, right? There were so many. Actually, this one I liked the most. So IBM did a campaign about going green, and the premise or the pitch is that um, if you use IBM products, um, that you save energy, but we at ibm know that you don't really give a shit in corporate america about saving energy this these are pretty old i think they are from before a time when it was like uh when it would have been pretty gauche to act like you don't care about the environment um back then it was just normal i guess Mm -hmm. um and so you have all these like you know it's a black and white uh room kind of stylized round boardroom. And you have a guy giving a presentation to the big boss about why they should go green, go to all these energy-saving measures. And the boss is like,
1: who gives a fuck?
3: <laughs> That's that my it, Logan boy. It is, fuck off! Fuck off! Is
2: what he says. Yeah. By the way, keep an eye out for this. Uh, according to the YouTube comments, the guy at 15 seconds looks exactly like Herbert Hoover. So keep. It, <laughs> who
3: knows what Herbert Hoover looks like? Keep an eye like? out for
2: that, dear listener. What is this? This is a
0: plan to help take the company green. Green? You mean like light bulbs? Recycling?
1: These
2: guys cut everything. Data centers, PCs, networking supply chains, top to bottom.
1: Cute. But where is the business value in tree hugging?
0: They could cut our energy costs by as much as 40%. 40%? 40%.
3: And now it's like a Disney movie, like little cartoon animals and trees sprout up throughout the uh, throughout the conference room. It
2: says stop talking, start saving. I mean, you know, I I do think that they are portraying the CEO or whomever um, who doesn't care about green efforts. Yeah, I think they're portraying him pretty clearly as a as a heel, right?
3: Yes and no. I mean, the at no point is there ever a moral argument made for what they're what they're hmm. doing. Like, and that's actually part of a series in which the guy who sells it to the CEO has it sold to him by an underling, and in she the has same way. and she has to make the same pitch. Yeah, oh,
2: interesting. So
3: it really does like it accepts without um, sort of any interrogation the idea that business has no. Uh, like, intrinsic interest in environmental uh, protection. Sure.
2: Um, Now let's move on to the commercial. We heard a little bit of this at the very, very (laughs) top of the show. It made me laugh. Uh, We are in a boardroom. I'm not going to tell you I'll let Genevieve decide whether or not to tell you uh, what this is for in advance but we're in a boardroom and we see, again, a a guy that I presume to be the boss.
3: Yes, You can tell because he is wearing he's dressed like like, uh, Lundberg from Yes. Office space. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The shirt with the white cuffs say and the Gordon suspenders. Gecko. Also, Gordon Gecko. Uh, it's it's universal for business, honcho. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he's standing up in front of a a chart, and he, we can see. And I'll just go ahead and explain because I don't think mm-hmm. it explains in the in the uh, voiceover at all. This is the missile This is big mistletoe, basically mistle. The mistletoe growers of America. Um, are concerned about the declining sales of mistletoe and they don't understand it because while mistletoe sales are declining kissing continues to increase and it's like what is what's happening because kissing and mistletoe should be like you know the only reason people kiss is
2: because they're stuck under mistletoe they don't want to
0: sales are at an all-time low but kissing
3: isn't an all-time high i want answers so then he leaves one mistletoe plaza where he works. And, <laughs> and he's, he's walking through he the He sees streets. all these couples kissing, and he realizes that they there's something that they have that's not mistletoe that's enabling them to kiss.
2: Like right now, like a real creep, he's looking through the window <laughs> of a <laughs> well, restaurant. they're sitting
3: in an open restaurant in front of a window. There's
2: a couple, and they're uh, they're kissing at a table in a fancy restaurant, and he's watching this scene through uh, the, the pane glass window, not unlike Ghostbusters. Isn't there a whole thing where like the, what is he, the key holder or the gatekeeper or whatever, Rick Moranis, yes. is going through the streets There is a scene of in Ghostbusters Chicago. where somebody looks in <laughs> in a window. And go. I have a list of all the movies where somebody <laughs> watches somebody <laughs> through a restaurant window.
3: Oh, right. Okay. He it's sees, true. He sees Every that the man is giving the again. woman, uh, frankly, not to my taste, uh, heart-shaped pendant
2: and she's kissing him and then and then ceo
3: goes home and gives his own wife Uh, some jewelry and then he gets a smooch
2: he gets a whole smooch can i say this i know you're not a big fan of k jewelers i'm not but
3: unless i did get you something okay
2: no i was gonna say every kiss begins with k Terrific slogan Killer also begins with K, a killer slogan. slogan. Man, yeah. it's so good, no
3: question. It's a it's it's memorable, it's clever, it puts the name right in there. Like, it is it is truly It's great work, sloganeering.
2: It's almost as good as that, um, a radio commercial for the local dent repair place where they sing, We Meet by Accident. Oh, I like that, oh, love yeah, it so much. What
3: about I like, um Triple A, sooner or later you'll break down. Yeah, get you told
2: it. me sooner or later you'll break down and get triple A. That is like, I had never heard that yeah. until you mentioned it the other day. That's a great one. All right. Oh, we got a Super Bowl ad here. We had a lot of Super Bowl ads last week. Yeah,
3: this is for Bud Light. It ran in the 2009 Super Bowl. And we open in a boardroom where it is, I'll just say, this is such a Super Bowl ad that it was like, They started with the joke and then worked backwards Mm -hmm. to the premise, basically. That's how I operate. And so we have, for whatever reason, a business meeting where there are a bowl of Bud Light sitting in the business meeting on on the conference table. And we just, it starts sort of in media race where the, one of the, women at the tables going like "Mm, it's really drinkable or something like that and then the boss just immediately transitions to like how can we save some money you do get a hint of drinkability right away
1: does my pen have writeability come on people we gotta focus we're not leaving until we've met our budget we need ideas
3: we could cut back on marketing
1: we could eliminate bonuses
0: how about we stop buying Bud Light for every meeting
3: now we cut to the outside of the building and this guy gets thrown out of the building in his office the chair. Just the, right the guy who suggested getting rid of Bud Light. It was a joke!
2: So, this is not a boardroom of people trying to sell Bud Light. They're just trying to sell something else. They're trying to
3: sell something else. And they
2: just bring Bud Light to the yes, meeting
3: because I guess they really love lawsuits?
2: Yeah, that seems like a <laughs> so I hope they're dumb. not getting any government they're contracts. They're so. D-
3: Office, this is the headline, by the way. Office full of drunk people throws colleague out of fourth story window.
2: Now, YouTube is suggesting to me. Bud Light, the end is now. Bud Light demand has plummeted completely <laughs> from an outfit called Liberty Talks.
3: Oh, because they... Yeah. Because they... Did. Because they said that... Because they said that... Because they, they said that people are human. I mean, they didn't... They said... Didn't they... I mean, am I
2: right about this? Is yeah. the grand offense that... They didn't. They didn't like change all the packaging to like a pride flag. I think they anything. just did like they,
3: sponsored something. I that think they that maybe made doing. one yeah.
2: like maybe special like group of cans and sent it to her. Like they just like did a.
3: I don't even want to like delve into yeah. what it was and what like because it's not like there's some like oh if they had only been more um, circumspect or or nuanced in their support for this woman or their engagement with this woman like no they're fuck they can engage with whatever creators of course they want they to can, but they and everybody
2: else can fuck off they just didn't do anything no. i mean that's what i mean i yeah. mean obviously i mean obviously whatever there's nothing they would have done that would justify yeah. this reaction anyway in that in that realm but i i like Even like to get I I don't understand, like if you were to ask somebody who is pretending to shoot Bud Light cases with a gun to say, what did they do? I don't know what the answer would be. Right. They sent some beer to a trans woman. I
3: mean, the rest of us have to drink all this fucking beer that supports Kid Rock and whatever.
2: (laughs) I know. You
3: don't see me boycotting anything. I probably
2: should buy more uh, Bud Light. The other day on TVTL. I was just telling a story and you know how I can sometimes get bogged down in details. And I was, I don't know what we were talking about. Maybe we were talking about the the crows or something that came up on, on this show the other day, how we have a lot of crows in our yard. But I, I told Luke, I was like, you know, we were sitting on our back porch and we we're, you know, having a couple of bud lights. And then I said, Oh wait, no, 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 no. We were drinking Coors light. And he's like, Really, they got to you too. And like <laughs> me, suge- like wait, wait, no, no, no. Like me, like I made a big deal, be like, no, no, we were drinking like But that's just because, like, I just like verisimilitude of like the the nuance of yeah. a boring old story. But it really sounded like I was distancing yeah. myself from Bud Light. When in
3: fact, it's just a sort of um, absurd yet logical conclusion to your pathological honesty.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. I don't want- hey, Andrew said that they were watching the birds in the yard drinking. Bud Light but really it was Coors Light can we trust anything he says
3: um, alright let's talk about this T-Mobile commercial because I really have a question about this one there is a you'll, you've will you been probably hearing throughout a lot of these ads like there's often a premise or kind of a trope of the, the big boss saying like we've got to get this problem solved and often it's very like it's pretty amorphous what the problem mm-hmm. is sometimes it's like we just need to save money but often it's just like Solve the problem, and then, like, the answer is you know, buy do or don't buy Bud Light or whatever. So this is very similar to that one, where for whatever reason, uh, this is one of those Paul Shear ads for mm-hmm. T Mobile. You remember he was their pitch man for a I while, forgot. it
2: was him and another comedian, another pitch um, yeah, i bet, uh,
3: Brown, uh, the woman from Community who's oh, name I'm okay, blanking is on. it Brown? Is I can't Brown? remember. Um, but anyway, uh, Paul Shear is one of the uh, actors at this boardroom table.
2: Yvette Nicole Brown.
3: Nicole Brown. Thank you. Um, he is one of the actors at the boardroom table and they're just like trying to solve some business problem that has no parameters or definition and like somehow T-Mobile is the answer.
0: We need to do something
3: now. Tuffer, what's the plan?
0: Uh, T-Mobile, sir? T-Mobile
3: has great phone offers for every customer on every plan.
0: Okay, hold on a second. Can you tell me that new and existing
2: customers can get this? Yup, new and existing customers. And they can get other benefits like free stuff or discounts every Tuesday. I was going to say the same thing. That's it. draw up a contract.
0: T-Mobile doesn't have annual contracts, sir. I like that. I like that a lot. Great phone deals on every
2: plan, every day. You don't. What
3: happened in that ad? I would love. I would love it if someone would tell me what the hell happened. And also, why do you
2: have Paul Shear at the table? He doesn't. He doesn't play into the punchline or anything. He's just like he's sort of trying to take somebody else's ID in the middle, but then it just moves on to everybody else in the room. It's
3: so messy, right?
2: That whole campaign was such a wreck. It
3: really was a wreck. It honestly was. Yeah. All right, so this next one is for Athena Healthcare, um, but it's kind of like the the evil competitor or the like the I don't know the dreadful alternative. Oh yeah, didn't we do a whole show on that where we you did,
2: showed yeah. like the the inside offices and boardrooms of the competition? Yeah, how 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 ad campaigns will like sort of. Take that perspective to shine a light. Right, on... the
3: the generically evil right. competition. So we have a woman uh, giving a presentation to a bunch of executives in a boardroom, and she's got some good news about how their their product, which is some kind of generic healthcare software, is in a lot of hospitals. But there's kind of a problem with it. But the other executives don't see it that way. It's quite an accomplishment. Our software is in 70% of the hospitals in the country. Go team! Yes. One small problem. Our network is closed. The systems, they can't talk to one another, and we are collecting all of this data, but it isn't helping anyone. Did you hear that?
0: 70% of hospitals. <laughs> Way to go. Nicely done. Oh, no, it's all you. No.
3: So it Unbra- just says
2: unbreak healthcare at the end.
3: Yeah, Athena and then it's for Athena Healthcare. I think that's a in some ways an interesting ad. It's like pretty dark actually that yeah. to think of like these uh kind of these healthcare uh fin- uh technology companies that are just only there for the profit and not really caring about whether it connects whether it actually like does any good for people. Um but it's also unclear like okay, what's my call to action here? Mm-hmm. Do is it, is Athena Healthcare a competitor with this generic product, or is it something that would like? It she says our network isn't open or our network is closed. Like is Athena Healthcare an open network? Like right. it doesn't it doesn't they make could use it, a little
2: bit of more it, of a tag at the end. It barely saying makes like, a pitch yeah. other than to
3: say like this thing is bad yeah. and we're not this thing.
2: Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I I guess that is aimed at like HR and employers who are choosing healthcare plans for their. Employees.
3: Well, I don't think it's healthcare plans. I think it's more like hospitals that are picking um, like software solutions.
2: Oh, and Athena provides that as well. I thought well, Athena was. Uh, was I a, uh, I don't
3: I don't know what it means to unbreak healthcare, oh, okay. which is what they're telling you to do. It,
2: oh, I see. Okay, so Athena. You know, I think I just assumed that Athena Health. For some reason, I felt I'd heard of that before, and I assumed it was a like a health insurance provider. No, but yeah. no, no, no. I I made that way too complicated. It is. I just looked it up. Cloud based healthcare. Care products yeah, so and services so i guess this is aimed at people who are in the health industry yeah it's just so interesting because like it's it's weird to think that you're going to influence them while watching i don't know football or the real housewives or whatever with a with a consumer based commercial or consumer yeah but i don't commercial. think
3: this airs during a, a football game mm. this airs during like they're they're probably targeting times when they think hospital administrators or look loca- you know there are they're targeting uh venue uh platforms and times when hospital administrators are going to be there Uh, all right one more set of commercials here this is uh also kind of a business to business uh type of uh, marketing um that i just thought was very funny because it's like a sort of a a meta statement on all the things we've been talking about today for the boardroom commercials um this is for umalt b2b videos they make um videos that uh Mm. like businesses used to advertise to other businesses kind of honestly kind of like when we just watched which takes place in a boardroom right Mm -hmm. so we open in a a glass a glass walled conference room and there's a bunch of people in there uh, and it's just exactly what you would expect it's like a young diverse crew of people Uh, there's a big wall that's a whiteboard one person is whiteboarding and everybody else is kind of like paying attention but we see uh, the spokeswoman for this company turn to camera and start talking about what we're seeing why do B2B videos always have people in a conference room with generic charts and hmm. someone writing on a whiteboard? Hey Lou, what's your writing? I have no idea. <laughs> Don't make a normal, boring corporate video. Make a video your prospects actually want to watch. We're Umalt. Click the link to learn more.
2: That's a really good joke.
3: Yeah, and she's—they're doing the joke.
2: Then they show a little montage of the type of videos they would make, and I'm—they kind of lose me there a little bit. I don't know why. I need to see like, what was that? A tiger? No, it wasn't a. Tiger. It was a husky. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Huskies are the tigers of the dog world.
3: It's <laughs> so true. Um. And then this one, this last one, I thought was pretty funny. It's for the same company, Umalt. Um. And the same woman walks into the same conference room, and all of these, all of her same, you know, colleagues are sitting around the table and the same guys whiteboarding but instead of when she walks in they continue to act like they're in a commercial for or or a B2B mm-hmm. video but they are not they're just moving in slow motion and talking silently like they're just <laughs> doing the background <laughs> acting just the,
2: the motion yeah. while she talks
3: Hey guys, I was thinking that we'd could
2: they're still just moving guys? in slow-mo. uh
3: uh-huh. very cute. You're in a boring corporate video. <laughs> it gets really creepy. All right, come yeah. on, guys. It's actually not that funny. <laughs> One of them says, quietly, Trace? Oh. Help me. Oh my <laughs> God, that's so creepy. It
2: says, don't get trapped in a corporate video. Um, that's a. Fantastic there's something very like, it's commercial. so good. Like, there's
3: something very like I don't know severancy about mm-hmm. it or something like there's a there's a sci-fi. It's almost like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah,
2: I love that. I really that's liked really good. It. That's really good. You want to uh, go back in time here a little bit? Yeah, watch some old videos. Signals. Sip of water uh, while I was listening to this, and that little yip, yip, yip always gets me. I almost spit up my water. Yip, yip, yip. That's why you write the song, just for the yip, yip, yip. All right. So if you are a regular listener to the show, you know that that music means we are entering the with love from me to YouTube segment of the show. I have a commercial for you here that I found on an old VHS tape. This is from, and I think I set this up last week. Uh, this is from the year 1995. I found it on a cassette tape where somebody was recording the free Disney Channel weekend or whatever it was. And um, back in the 90s, when the cable experience was a little bit newer to some people, they would have these like free weekends, right? And they yeah. would show you all the best programming that Disney has to offer. It's very much like the the PBS model. Um, they bring out all their heavy hitters and then they try to get people yes. to donate. And it was
3: such a 90s move to just have a long playing tape and just Hit record. Hit record on and be like, I'm weekend. not going to buy
2: the whole thing. I'll just put this on slow record, get six hours. Yeah, and of, I'll watch
3: that on, you know, I'll watch it every afternoon after school for the next five years. I'll get
2: myself some <laughs> Billy Joel River of Dreams tour live presented oh. by Disney. I'll get me some, uh, and then like half hour, like, um, like little mini documentaries about Disney, and then all the thing, and then they really would show you somebody with a headset, like call now yeah. to get your Disney, uh, subscription. So anyway, this is a, just a regular promo, like I, I believe a thirty second promo that um I stumbled across in one of those tapes. And it is for a uh, it's for a movie that was airing on the Disney Channel at some point uh, called The Story Lady. And it stars. Well, you know, it stars Jessica Tandy and uh, somebody close to her. I'm going to let the voiceover do the rest of the work here. I think this is so funny.
1: Yeah, I'm Grace McQueen. I reserved the studio for two o'clock. Once upon a time,
0: there was a woman who could tell stories like no one else.
1: She could tell he was kind by the sound of his voice.
0: But when her simple TV show was taken over by a huge network.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, presenting Granny Goodhart.
0: She had to stand up for what she believed in.
1: Haven't you done enough
0: to me? The Disney Channel proudly presents Jessica Tandy.
1: I'm not so special. We think you are.
0: And real-life daughter, Tandy Cronin, in a heartwarming motion picture you'll never forget. Tell a story. The Story Lady, next on the Disney Channel.
2: So let me explain to you some of the visuals that that we saw. That was wild. So when we first see her in her, like, kind of... Please
3: do go click the link for this (laughs) promo, because it is banana. We
2: see Jessica Tandy, and she's an older woman at this point, and I think made up to look even older. She's very much kind of old woman in the shoe esque sort of very like white hair tight, Tight bun on top. Yeah,
3: all all lace uh, pinafores and cardigans and tight white bun.
2: And in her, uh, you know, in her, we see scenes of her humble TV show where she just goes in front of a camera as herself and reads from a storybook that she has open. But then, I mean, this is the beauty of it, though, right? Some big evil network takes over her show and forces her to start dressing up like she's, um, like a character sort out of Grimm's, a, Grim's a For- Victorian,
3: yeah, lady. like a
2: kind of a fairy tale looking lady and they and it looks like the set is bigger and they're trying to sex up her yeah. little show how too how dare much.
3: they try to make her show be popular and then
2: for some I don't know I don't know where it goes I didn't watch the the movie but um, then we see her in a courtroom fighting for her right to produce yeah. a shittier she show I don't to know court
3: and ask the judge to not, not make this corporation <laughs> run their show the way they this is a very anti-capitalist well that's message the thing it's Disney
2: it's Disney <laughs> it's di- ladies and gentlemen it's Disney it's from. So- du- Producing and Bye. promoting a movie about a big network, big... And that's the thing, like, you have to hold in your head the halo effect of Disney in the 90s and how it's... I mean, Disney is still one of the most recognizable brands and obviously with the whole the park system and people love going to the Disneyland, you know, and and, and dressing up and, and what have you, and that's a whole subculture in and of itself. The word Disney was so heavily laden with... Um, with innocence and and obviously the culture and family and all that stuff. But yeah. like Disney now is ESPN and Star Disney Wars. Plus and Star Wars and just every. Marvel, right? Is that a connection to Disney and Marvel? I don't know,
3: man. They own everything.
2: Is that true? Like are those Mandalorian shows on Apple TV? Or I thought they were. Is that a Disney Plus thing? I yeah, can't even recall. Yeah, the Walt recall.
3: Disney Company acquired they, Marvel Entertainment for $4 oh, billion. Dollars. Oh,
2: and Mandadorian isn't Marvel anyway. Why was that's I using Star, that as, That's Star as, Trek. Yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars. Me. Ooh, oh look God. at you. Look
3: at me. Yeah, so Cut it's just so out.
2: funny. <laughs> I will not. I will turn it up louder. <laughs> um, but yeah, just the idea of Disney being like, and then some huge network a, came in and yeah, tried to take the innocence e- away from the, the old lady in the shoe or whatever. This
3: Saturday on the Disney Channel.
2: <laughs> the Disney Disney Channel
3: I love it All also right. I think low-key uh, one of my favorite details of that is that her daughter with Hume Cronin is named for both their last names yeah.
2: oh Hume Cronin was
3: and- Jessica Tandy's longtime, you know life partner husband oh yeah
2: and her name is Tandy and Cro- the daughter's yeah.
3: name is Tandy Cronin yeah that's
2: interesting and I wonder if she has a lot of other work or just this one maybe they just threw this
1: thing
3: I mean mom was you in tell it. me <laughs> have you ever heard her name
1: Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear a word they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind.
2: All right. Several weeks ago now, uh, Genevieve and I put together an entire show where we were pitching our own concepts for the Geico we have a blank problem pitches. If you've seen these commercials before, I'll try to explain them quickly if you haven't. Um, What a weird way to say that sentence. (laughs) Um, Doing well. Doing well. Hanging in there. Um, But, you know, there was one of a new, there's a commercial showing new homeowners and they're saying, we love our new house but we have a clogging problem and it turns out that they have upstairs neighbors. I guess these guys were renters and it's a family that clogs all the time with their wooden shoes and it's very noisy. We have an animal problem and who's in the basement but the animal from the Muppets playing his drums too loud so that that's the that's the premise of these and then you and I pitched our own versions and people are still calling our voicemail line with their own pitches let's start with this one from Renee
1: hi this is Renee in Aurora Colorado and I think you're still taking submissions for the we love our house but campaign and you probably would clean this up better than I, but it just caught in my head. Like um, something about we love our house, but a lot of things are breaking, or I think there's a breaking problem or breakage, and then you cut to breakdancing, breakdancers all over the house. Um, and then they could be accidentally breaking things. You know, if they're doing a head spin and then they catch a lamp, it's just – it popped in my head. Thought
2: I'd share. Okay, love the show, guys. Thank you. Yeah, um, I'm I, hugely into like I just can't figure out how to construct the sentence. And Renee had some issues there too because we have a breaking problem. Doesn't seem like how people talk. We have a breakage problem. Doesn't really hit the joke right. There's so there's a lot of the there's thing. a
3: lot of breaking.
2: We have a lot of break there's a lot of breaking going on. Things are but that's the thing. Things are breaking. Then yeah. you're calling humans things and right. humans famously But don't I like love being the things. image
3: of people yes. doing head spins on a piece of cardboard in their living room, full eighties 80s 80s, gear. Full eighties. 80s. Fully eighties yeah. out and then like knocking a lamp off. Like I love mm-hmm. the visual so much. Yeah. I almost don't care if the if the sentence to get there is awkward. We
2: have a breaking problem. We have a breaking problem,
3: like it's fine. Yeah. Uh, things are uh, like a uh, lot of uh, there's a lot of breaking.
2: We have an electric boogaloo problem. <laughs> um, OK, we have another pitch or two from listener Terry.
1: Hi, this is Terry. I'm calling from Philadelphia. Had a couple ideas for the um, we have a X problem. But the way I worded it is we're having a problem with the doors and you can see the band through the window you're inside looking out they're sitting on your deck just smoking up and partying and in the background is the music backdoor man and my other one i enjoy this one too is we're having a problem with the carpenters and the song would be close to you so the carpenters would be Standing real close to you, like the uh, close talker in Seinfeld, so they'd just be standing real close to you, as like the music close to you plays. They were the two ideas I had, so... Flush them out and send them on to the advertising
2: company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little confused about the carpenters one. So, is it is it actually like contractors who are there working with their hammers and their tool belts and all of that, and they're and you hear the carpenters in the background and they're standing too close, or is it actually? Karen, I thought it was. Car- Karen I, I think we're going to have brother. to cast
3: for Jim and Karen.
2: We're going to have to cast for Jim Morrison as well. That's what I said. Oh, Jim, right. I thought maybe Karen. what's Karen Carpenter's brother's name? The oh, other half know. of the carpenters? I thought that's what you meant there. But, um no, yeah. no,
3: we're gonna we got two deceased uh, musicians in that in that pitch, so we're gonna have to That's cast gonna be for the that. tough
2: part. Yeah. well,
3: it's not that tough. They're I mean, you get Vale Kilmer.
2: Oh, you can't get Vale Kilmer anymore either to do Jim Morrison. He played Jim Morrison uh, famously. He's in... not
3: dead, though. He's just no, old. B- well,
2: but he also... Um, and has a broken voice. He has a broken and voice. Looks, does... And looks nothing like yeah. Jim Morrison. Yeah. Does he have i I'm forgetting the name of it. Does he have the device where you talk through your throat or something along those lines? Maybe maybe not. I don't maybe it's know, not but he's advanced, just he's like, not yeah. the right age or, yeah.
3: or you know, condition. He's got for, major
2: health issues. For that. But you're right. He's not the right age anymore. I but think like, we
3: can find somebody...
2: I like that version of him, though, from The Door, movie they're just like stomping on the Thanksgiving duck yeah, or go, whatever like, he's doing just standing cast, on the just cars just cast a really
3: perfect Jim Morrison cast a perfect yeah, Karen Carpenter
2: Yeah, I mean I could maybe do the the Jim Morrison role <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? what? aren't
3: you already like 15 years older than Jim Morrison when he died? Yeah
2: but I capture the spirit
3: <laughs> Head council it's jingle time
1: This is Heather from Chicago. That Ford Country song that you played in that commercial in the game last week was actually a real song by Alan Jackson called Gone Country that had Ford Country lyrics. And it was sort of about like people selling out and ruining country music. And uh, here's how it, uh, the course actually went. It went, She's gone country. Look at them boots. She's gone country. Back to her roots, she's gone country. New kind of suit, she's gone country. And that's actually all I remember of the chorus. So there, there you go. Alan Jackson. Okay. Out.
2: Now, a little bit of background on that. I was playing a game with you, Genevieve, where I was playing truck commercials and you had to name the celebrity voices in the commercials. Yeah. Most of them were just spoken word, of course. But I put two musical ones in there. One was Jeremy Renner, a song he wrote specifically for Jeep. And I said, like, I'm not pulling like Like a Rock or other songs that... Already exist. I'm looking for music that was written for the truck commercial, and the only other one I included was Alan Jackson's Ford Country. In fact, let me um, play the commercial for you here.
1: He's got pride in his heart and dirt on his hands. There's one place to find a hardworking man, Ford Country. Look at that truck.
2: So what Gether's arguing here is that um, actually that song clearly was not written specifically for Ford. It was just adapted. And based on the way she describes the original kind of meaning of that song, it seems like a strange fit to me, doesn't
3: it? Well, I want to talk about the, the multiple levels of irony here. Because, first of all, he writes a song about, like, selling out, yeah, which he then sells out to use for Ford right he's i mean like yeah. the idea that you know oh the because i went and read all the lyrics of uh, gone country
2: yeah so the idea is this is a woman going country it's a bunch of
3: different artists oh. so you have like it starts out with like a woman who's like a vegas lounge singer or something and she's not making ends meet and it's uh. like her career's going nowhere so she decides to like pretend like pr- you know go country right and that's like a
2: as a profit making deal as a profit deal.
3: making deal as a branding thing
2: really because that's so funny because you would think that the point would be like you're going country you're going you're going back to your roots well it's sort making of, fun
3: of like people, people who, 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 fake who fake having the roots. realness, and then yeah. it goes on to like talk about a couple of other kinds of artists who like oh he was a he was like a folky musician, but he wasn't making any money. So he decided to like cash in on the country trend. So it's like, okay, so you're taking issue. I mean, it's it's not like the meanest song in the world, but it is like it's critical of people who sure. go country and who are authentically country. And I know that's been sort of a, like whatever, that's kind of a, a a point of view in country music circles. Sure. I mean, there's
2: certain types, I would say that the, and not all rap music, of course, but like there is, a, especially in the nineties, I feel like with rap, there is a question of authenticity. Sure. Is are, somebody in every really genre. from the streets yeah. Did somebody really have a background in, I, I don't know, like selling drugs, yeah. which is like what Jay-Z claimed all the time. You know? Well,
3: it's like, I mean, there's that. Are you really, are you real enough? is always a question in any scene, right? But is
2: it, though, like, is there a, are are there rock song? Because, I mean, clearly there is country music. We're listening to it now. And there are rap songs where people are specifically calling out people saying, like, you're not real enough for the genre. But, like, you don't really have that in rock and roll. You don't have somebody being like, what what background do you need to be (laughs) a legitimate rock and roller, you know?
3: I don't know, but I think, like, there's always some kind of like any it's like when anybody gets popular right like oh well they sold out you know like the idea of selling out in music is just endemic to music but my my broader point is that first of all he wrote a song all about selling out and Mm. like it's critical of the people and then he rewrites it
2: the same exact the same exact
3: song sells it to ford and then also changes the meaning of the song entirely so that the people are the in the song now are the the people the man working on his truck or whatever are the heroes hands
2: calloused hands yeah like they're
3: they're they're authentic it's not like making fun of them for buying a, a ford because it's like you know c- Popular or whatever You're a
2: real piece of work Alan Jackson I'll tell you that I much I just
3: think it's like A little rich
2: Yeah I do think it's a little rich And God This is the epitome Of the kind of Country music I dislike too.
1: Yeah same <laughs> all strip For ten years in Vegas Every night She looks in the mirror And she only ages She's been reading about Nashville and all the records That everybody's buying I'm
3: a simple girl myself
1: Grew up on Long Island
3: Haha, ha, New York uh, What a bitch get a So she
1: packs her bags To try her hand Says this might be My last chance She's gone country Look at them boots She's gone country Back to her roots She's gone country A new kind of suit She's gone country
2: Now, how authentic do you think Alan Jackson is? I mean, if we're having this conversation about authenticity. Oh, I'm sure
3: he's above reproach.
2: Yes, I'm sure.
1: You can sell anything. You can sell anything.
2: Well, thanks for that, Gather. We also have some uh, more jingles to play for you next week, kind of running out of time here, but excited to share those with you. In the meantime, you can leave us your own jingle. Call us at 607-444-5597. Once again, that's 607-444-5597. Genevieve loves it when I when I read it that way, 607-444-5597. You can email after these messages show at gmail.com. Check out the YouTube page. Uh, you can find it by typing after these messages podcast into your Google search engine um, and, or your I, I guess I should say your YouTube search bar um, and you can watch that commercial which we'll also include in today's show notes uh, from the Disney channel. And you can join the Facebook group any uh, new spammers in there recently, Veeves? so we have been keeping them at bay? I think
3: we've been keeping them at bay. I haven't seen anybody uh, pop up, but of course, uh, please uh, holler if you see somebody who's, who's trying to get you to, I don't know, like...
2: Join a multi-level marketing Join scheme. Join some sort
3: of multi-level marketing scheme. We don't want that.
2: But you can just go to Facebook and look for After These Messages show. So do all of that, and we'll check in with you guys next Tuesday.
0: I burn headband, my eyes all droopy. I have gooey foodie zoobies in my poopy.
1: They all like, well, heems, you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now.